Hi, I'm Annette Rue, and this is Ruminate on That. Well, here we are, friends, at the end of season one. It is crazy that this is our final episode since we started this process in March, and it has been a great journey so far. And there's more to come. I'll talk about that later. And I, But I really hope that this season has had some memorable moments for you. It certainly has for me. My favorite part of launching this podcast has been the feedback and conversations that have come out of it. I just love learning alongside people that I care about. That's one of my favorite things about being a follower of Jesus is, is doing this life together, being connected as we grow. And expanding that connection to podcast form has been an amazing experience, far better than I anticipated. And I'm thankful that God originated the idea. And there have been a few different people in my life that have suggested it for several years. And I'm just grateful. I'm humbled for um, how it has impacted me and the ways that I'm hearing God is using it to impact some of you. And I'm I'm really thankful. Um, I have to pause today and mention something that I came across just a couple months ago, made me, made me chuckle a little bit. Uh, Chris Hodges, who I greatly respect, uh, pastor of Highlands Church, wrote a book recently called Out of the Cave and a really powerful story that he's sharing because it's his personal journey with depression as a a follower of Christ and a leader in the church. And he shares some really incredible insight. And he, he said he researched the book for like two years. And so he really went deep in writing this book. But in, if you've read it, or if you plan to, I, I do, it's a recommended read. It's a great read, especially for leaders in the church. Um, who've ever struggled with that, with depression. Uh, He only uses the negative definition of ruminating in the book. Got a little salty as I initially read it, but um, as I came, as I kept going, I understood that he was coming from a specific perspective. And in case you come across that or, or another um, context somewhere else that talks about rumination, there are a few different definitions of the word, depending on the context that it's being used in. It's kind of multifaceted. There's a biological definition, which I introduced you to that very in the very first episode that animals, the process of what animals do with ruminating, there's a psychological use of it. Um, in the world of psychology, they've di- they have uh, done several studies on ruminating, and th- they're still ongoing, honestly. But there's one definition of rumination in, in the world of psychology that is uh, just focuses on ruminating on negative things and even obsessing on negative things and how it impacts you. And that's certainly true. Hodges, that's the one that Hodges is using in his book. But then the basic definition of ruminating in terms of, you know, the the human mind is um, just musing or pondering, thinking over an idea and really meditating on it. So I just wanted to mention that because um, someone else was reading the same book and asked me about it. And I said, yeah, I came across that also. So I thought I would mention that in our last episode of this season. Um, And if you remember, the reason I initially proposed ruminate on that was that I think ruminating is a good practice 
because of our tendency in American culture to just consume information move and then move on. We are sometimes guilty of Googling something, oh, that's where it came from, and on we go. And we don't always necessarily fully grasp or understand a concept or an idea or a process when we do that. So there's certainly an unhealthy and healthy application of ruminating. Um, and that's the case actually with a lot of emotional or mental processes. It's in our human nature to overdo everything. So moving on from there, um, I wanted to take some time in this final episode to just kind of recap a few things and, and bring a few things back around to a place of leaving you with maybe a challenge going forward um, during this time when we'll have a break between seasons. Uh, the Spiritual Whiplash series definitely generated the most discussion from this season. Uh, followed closely by the Sabbath episodes that were the most recent. But Spiritual Whiplash series continues to um, come back around to me in different ways. Uh, So both close friends or old friends that I haven't heard from in years, and then new friends that I'm just meeting, um, they've shared different ways that they related to that analogy, the analogy of Spiritual Whiplash And the initial injury, that trauma that we experience, the screen door moment. Um, And when we talked about, if you remember, Wonder Woman that got laid out by the screen door. (laughs) I have heard some pretty intense screen door moments uh, since that time. And it's been my honor to share that and to be a part of hearing some of the things that God is doing through your screen door moments and through the the impact of whiplash that some of us are still walking through. The good news for this particular Wonder Woman, referring to myself, um, is that she's up. She's gotten her bearings again for the most part and is ready to move forward. Although I think she's a little wiser, still a little cautious, and probably has a few tender spots still. The reality is this. There will be other screen door moments. God has warned us about that. He, he said that through Peter more than 2,000 years ago. In 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13, it says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. He gave us a heads up that we shouldn't be surprised because these moments, uh, these whiplash moments are going to happen. And it, and it's not something strange. He said that it's normal. He was essentially telling us this is a normal part of life. But then he also reminded us of the great hope that goes with it when we are partners in Christ. These trials bring us into partnership with Christ because he suffered And he suffered so that we could not be beaten by our suffering, but that we could be set free. And he says, you'll have wonderful joy. That is such a great hope. And one of the most amazing things, um, as I've shared this analogy that God was teaching me through, and the things that he's been showing me and revealing to me, and I'm still learning from it, Uh, One of the most amazing things is how much more I learn as I talk to other people about it. The more times I walk through it and I share the picture and I I 
bring some of the elements to life as I'm talking to someone and connect it to something that's happening with me or something that might be happening with them. I continue to learn every time. There's a Latin proverb that says, by learning, you will teach. By teaching, you will learn. And I want to encourage you as we're closing out this season. I know that spiritual whiplash is not going to disappear for me. The, the concept, that lesson is going to be ongoing, I am certain. But I want to encourage you to share your screen door experiences with other people. But please don't just only talk about the trauma of it. Share the trauma. Be honest. Share the emotional and the spiritual journey that it also led you to and how you're navigating that, even while you're still in the process. I want to encourage you, don't allow the trauma to define the whole experience. Share the ways that you've overcome, what you've learned, and how it is still transforming you. For some of you, you may need to remember to ruminate on the positive side of what has come from it. The dark side is so prominent, especially at the beginning. It feels like it's all you can see. Just don't stay there too long and share the change as you go along. Sometimes we think that the only way we can help each other is to have it all figured out. We feel like we have to not only be able to present the problem, but also share the solutions and tie it all up with a nice bow. But that is just not the case. What is so important is that you are honest about what you know and what you don't know. Be transparent with your doubts and your questions, as well as the answers and successes you are having. Honestly, one of the great tragedies I see in the American church is the sad state of spiritual swagger. For some reason, we get sucked into believing that vulnerability is a detriment as we're following Christ. We just pretend that we're okay. We, we know the answers. A lot of times we know the answers. It's not as if we're always struggling to understand what the truth is. In many cases, we know the truth, but for some reason, there are things in the way and we're not living it. We're not able to attain those things. And where did we ever get the idea that we shouldn't wrestle with our faith? Where did we ever get the idea that once we know the truth, that would be it? I understand there's a scripture that says, the tr- know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's absolutely true. But the path to freedom is often... Uh, part of a battle. There's often effort. There's there's pursuit that needs to happen in that path to freedom. Freedom is not just handed to us simply. And in fact, if you want to look just at the history of our nation, the freedoms that were, that were won and have been maintained over the years have come at great, great price. And I just don't understand. Sometimes it seems like we feel like when we have to wrestle and when we have to struggle that there's something wrong. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, and I'm reading this out of the Amplified Version because I love some of the clarity that this version brings. It says, So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, and this is Paul talking, all right, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. That is, cultivate it, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity and do that with awe-inspired fear and trembling. Awe-inspired fear and trembling. 
using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. For listen, it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is to strengthen, energize, and create in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. I think what's so interesting here is that he says, continue to work out your salvation. And he uses words like fear and trembling. It's almost like um, he, he's posing it as quite a difficult process. He's acknowledging that it is not easy. He cautions us to remember that it is not our strength that gets us through these crazy moments. It is God who is effectively working in us. So we don't need to posture as if we're all okay. Unfortunately, pride is at the core of our human nature. We all have this natural tendency to avoid pain in the first place, but then when it happens, definitely don't let it make me look bad. That tendency can't win. If you're going to grow toward maturity, that can't win. How does the swagger help anyone get through the difficulty? How does it help anyone else if we posture as though, yeah, all of this stuff is happening to me, but I'm fine. Either people will see through your facade, and many will, or they'll believe the swagger. And that can have tremendous consequences. It can make them feel worse about their own struggle that they're going through as if, wow, how is it that they are okay? I must not have faith for that. What I'm trying to ask you to do is to remember to just be honest. Let's take better care of each other and be real as we walk through the difficulties. You will find so much freedom in that place. Honestly, a little more humility as well but potentially a genuine connected community. Have you ever experienced that before? A community of people that are genuinely connected, honest with each other, they rejoice together and they cry together. Do you have that place where you can be yourself? And listen, it's not uncommon for people to bond over their losses and struggles. Think about in our, in our culture, some of the most powerful connections are made in places like support groups or AA or people that have come together because they survived a tragedy. If you're walking wounded, don't believe the lie that you're the only one. The rehab season may take longer than you like, but it's not as difficult when you're walking with someone else. One of the tough things we're going to explore in the next season is actually grief. I've been working on those notes for months. I don't know if I'll ever really be ready for that episode, but it's an important part of the recovery and the rehab process. And listen, as you recover, I also want to encourage you to try to enjoy the slowdown that comes with it. I don't want anyone to go through difficulty or pain or trauma. We certainly don't. Unfortunately, we just know that at some point, those things are going to happen. But what I've seen is that there's a slowdown that comes with it. It's kind of forced. I didn't realize how much I needed the slowdown. Try to enjoy it. Try to let it happen. Try to lean into it and let God do what he will do. Explore the layered benefit of the healing process and how we just talked about the Sabbath rest. 
And again, share that with others, what you're learning. Ruminate on those things as you're walking through the process. Journal about it. So here's what's coming in the next season. At least half of the episodes will feature a co-host. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I'll be talking with different people. It'll be great. Um, We're going to cover a wide spectrum of topics from some of the very personal, some of the things that this, this season primarily felt like was some of the, you know, the tough situations that I know a lot of people are navigating. Grief, like I mentioned earlier, is one of those. And it varies to some things that may help with things like relationships in your life. One of the examples is um, learning how to fight fair. It seems like our culture is so afraid of conflict and tension, and we don't know how to navigate it very well. And so going to do an episode to share some tips about that. We're even going to talk about dreaming and going after vision in your life. I think that um, in this post-pandemic kind of, or not even post-pandemic, we're still in it, but in this season, however we want to define it, there's still people that are kind of stuck. They're kind of on pause and they have done some evaluating and some ruminating, but they're not exactly sure where to go from here. And I was reading a couple of articles um, from some companies that that deal with like headhunting and recruiting for different places. And they're saying that we're seeing some of the highest returns uh, or the highest rates of turnover in all kinds of organization, because a lot of people after going through the shutdown and all of the pressure and the tension that came with the pandemic, some of which we're still navigating, a, a lot of people really evaluated and recognized I'm not where I should be. And so there's a lot of shifting that's happening. And so in the next season, we're definitely going to take some time to talk about that process of dreaming and and going after vision. And what does that even look like? Um, Contemplating perhaps adding a video element later in season two, looking into it. I'm not really convinced yet, honestly. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about whether that might be valuable or not. Obviously, I understand facial expressions and body language are great elements of communication, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about whether that's an added value with podcasting. So great stuff to come. Looking forward to it. Still developing some content to finish season two. And season two is going to start in January. There may be a couple surprises between now and then. So just keep an eye on my social media once in a while. And hey, if you've enjoyed the podcast, I'd also really appreciate that you do all the things that people do to like, share, subscribe or whatever. But more importantly for me, send a link to an episode to a friend that you think may benefit. Again, I love to learn together. And if it can be any help, it would be such an honor for me. So as we close out this season, let me leave you with some things to ruminate on again. I hope you've taken advantage of the couple minutes of music that we've included at the end of each episode. And I would encourage you to do that practice in other places too. You may not always have a soundtrack for those moments, but leave a little space for God to stir something or seal something when you've had a cool moment somewhere. Maybe it's uh, just a moment when you're walking in a park. Maybe it's with a loved one and something that they said. Maybe it's in a church service. Just slow down and let that stuff sink in. Let, Let that process of enjoying a moment become a habit for you. By January, when the new stuff comes out, I'm gonna be sharing from a very different place. Not geographically, just me. 
I will have moved on from the waiting room and into a new season. I've been spending some time praying about how have the things I've learned, like the spiritual whiplash, the rehab, the deeper understanding of Sabbath, which I'm still learning. I've been praying about how those things are going to impact the new season that God has been preparing me for. So if you are looking for or believing for a shift to happen in some area of your life, I want to ask you, are you ready for it when it comes? Are you ready to steward it based on what you've been going through? Are you prepared to integrate the new strength and new understanding of the things you're learning into the new rhythm of what you're given? Or will you just kick it into gear like you always have? It's so easy for us to just resort to what we know and do what we do. But when you have prayed and asked God to lead you, and then he does, be sure that you're prepared to bring the new things with you into the new season. If the old way led to collision with a screen door, hopefully we should be different after we get up. We should be wiser. We should have a deeper perspective. We should have a longer view. We should be ready to move forward with some resilience, more humility, and hopefully a greater dependence on the one who heals us. I'm not entirely sure if I'm ready. I'm not even sure if I know what that means to feel ready. What I know is that the one who healed me will speak when it's time to move. And after all he's done, I'm going to rely on his leadership, even when my self-preservation kicks in and it wants me to avoid hurt. He's more than proven that he's enough. Have you seen that side of God? Have you seen enough to trust him with your next? Whether you would consider yourself a devoted follower of Jesus or if you're still in the explorer process, he wants you to know him in that way. He's there waiting. If you're not sure, I'd love to help make the introduction. Or maybe there's someone close to you that could. What are you waiting for? This life is shorter than we think. We never have as much time as we think we do. What is the big thing that God has for you now? Are you living fully in that purpose? What's in your way? What are you waiting for? In these closing moments, my producer, without my knowledge, had recorded a prayer that I opened with before the very first episode was recorded. We aren't editing it. He's just going to include the raw recording And my genuine prayer as I sat in my podcast closet space by myself, I just wanted you to hear my heart for this journey that we have begun together. I trust that God is going to continue to move in you. Uh, Okay, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the journey of this process, all the weirdness that it is, Um, but I'm grateful to be here and I get it. I see some inklings of what you want to do and how you want to grow me through this process and I am open to that. I pray God for, um, give me grace for myself um, 
in the beginning of this to learn and grow and improve and not always have to have perfection. Pray that you'd help me to enjoy the process, God. I pray that I know that every episode, every concept is meant for someone to encourage them, um, speak life into them, challenge them, maybe stop them, cause them to stop and take stock of something. And I, I just pray that I'd be fully submitted to that process, that it's not about me or for me. That's only a small part of it, but it's about doing something with this life that reflects how much, how passionately you love people and how, how, how you care about every part of who we are and every detail and all of the mess as well as all of the beauty of it. And I pray that you would, I just want to be submitted to you. I want, I want my filter to, to be your Holy Spirit. I want, I desire to know you more as a part of this process and to be used by you. God, I want to carry the responsibility of speaking on, speaking your words. I want to carry that responsibility with um, intentionality and with honor. And may I pray that it's used for your glory, God. Just your glory, Lord. Um, to digitally do what you've called me to do for 20 years. That this new outlet would be um, a fun experience, challenging experience, a growing experience. More than anything, a kingdom building experience. And thank you for whoever is on the other side of this. Pray that you'd move in their lives. Ooh, give them hope, Lord. Help me to help me to transfer hope somehow through this process. It's been my honor to share this journey with you. Until next time, friends, slow down a bit, ruminate. I'm praying for you, and I know God will meet you there.